guys, welcome back to Yappy Hour, a podcast about navigating the waters of young adulthood through discussion of pop culture, existential crises, and self-reflection. I'm Kat. I'm Leah. And I'm Mia. And welcome back to Yappy Hour Season 2. Woo! Super excited for anyone who listened to us in Season 1 and is back for Season 2. Um, we have a lot more planned this season, though, in terms of what we're going to talk about and hopefully maybe some guests, but yeah, we're really excited for season two. Today we're going to be talking about college. We've been out of college for about two and a half years. Um, I think college is one of those things when you're in high school, it's like this huge like fantasy. There's all these like stereotypes about college, all these things to look forward to. And I think it's a really good topic to talk about if we have any young listeners out there preparing for college. It also feels like life kind of ends after college. Like no one talks about that part after. It's depressing to think about it that way. But do you ever like recall hearing like stories or watching movies about how difficult it is like figuring yourself out after college no you see movies about college itself because it's so amazing i feel like college is like where most people peak <laughs> and you like not us up oh so we're still on the glow up you're saying yeah okay that's i feel like college was not i i like college but i definitely don't miss it the way you miss it later. i miss college actually i'll admit that i don't yeah. miss college at all I miss the freedom. I feel like it was, which is ironic because now people would say like, oh, you have so much more freedom as an adult. But I think it's the direction. It's not the freedom. It's Mm. the direction I miss because it's like you go through those four years knowing you're working towards something and that feels good. And then when you're free, it's like, what am I working towards? And that's just like everyone finds their purpose somehow. And like some people are lucky to know early on. But for me, I personally feel like that's something I've struggled with out of college. I definitely miss being surrounded by people who are you're like struggling with like as a community you're all like in midterms you're all like staying up pulling all-nighters or you're all you know during final season or you're all in your third year starting to think about your future like I really miss that like collective struggle but I also <laughs> miss learning because I feel yeah. like on my job I'm not like you know studying for something mm-hmm. or anything I like yeah I do miss the learning aspect I feel like I Well, I guess, did you guys know you wanted to go to college, like, in high school? Because I was very much anti-college. I didn't even want to go to college. I think it was definitely expected. Well, expected is one thing, because it was expected of me to go to college, but I didn't have a desire to go to college, if that makes sense. I was very much a nerd in high school. I was very academically competitive so I was like I need to get into a really good college and that's all I cared about it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to go to college it's I wanted to get into a good one so everyone knew that I was smart mm. yeah I can see that in the environment since we went to the same high school it was very like academically competitive and yeah. so I think the college was like your final hurrah like look what I can do basically and like goodbye to everyone else that's known me um but I think I wanted to go to college I think I don't know once again, it seems like it's something that was just expected, and I was like, cool, seems fun. I definitely think there was a stigma to not go to college, though. Like, I think what drove me to ultimately go to college was everyone's expectation that I would go to college, even, like, my school's expectation. Like, they boasted about, like, everyone in my year went to, like, got accepted to colleges. Like, that was something that they would brag about. And so there was that expectation, also, like, my mom's expectation, but, like, I didn't feel like I needed college to be successful in life. Did you know what you wanted to do? Is that like kind of because you knew what you wanted no, to do? I didn't you know felt what I like to do. education wasn't necessary. I hated necessary? school. That was my thing. I just hated school. I hated sitting in a classroom. I, even in high school, I hated school. I would like give bare minimum. Like I had good grades, but it was like I never 
did more than was expected of me because I didn't like learning in that environment. So when I, the idea of like going to another four years of like academia and like more grades and more tests, and more essays, I was like, that's not how I want to learn. Like I would rather be out in the world learning, but no, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. Didn't you also go to a small school? Yeah. So, well, I went to a small high school of only mm-hmm. my, my graduating class was like 50 kids. And then I went to a small college as well. So I went to Occidental College in Los Angeles. Lee and I went there. And that was only... 2000. 2000. But it was only 2000 like when we started graduating. When we first entered, I think we were only at like 1500 in the whole school. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like really it was small. It really small. Whole school. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller Bard school. It's like smaller than our high school. Like 9 through 12 cat. <laughs> yeah. So I went to UCLA and my class was 5,000 people. <laughs> So, actually, I'm really curious why you guys chose Oxy because I, like, didn't even know that school existed before I found out Leo was going there. Actually, so. yeah, Mia, you should start because if you didn't want to go to college, like, why'd you choose Oxy then? <laughs> of all places, like, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, again, so I didn't want to go to college, so I knew I wanted to do, I wanted to get the college process over as soon as possible, so I did ED to Occidental, and if you don't know, it's, it's early decisions. So basically, if you get accepted to that school, you you're bound to that school you can't apply or go anywhere else so I did ED and I found out before anyone else in like November which was a blessing because like while everyone else was like stressing over colleges I was like I'm in but um no I chose Oxy because it was warm honestly that's such a bad reason but I grew up in New York where it was cold and like I suffered from seasonal depression like it was real and so the idea of being in like sunny southern California that was the dream for me. And I had an interest in film. I didn't know that I was going to like major in that. And I knew Oxy had like a film program. I didn't know the extent of it. But ultimately, yeah, I toured the campus. I was like, yeah, this is a nice school. I'll, I'll go here. How did you hear about it? Because like UCLA also has a really great film school. There was just like girl in the year above me who went there. And like my college counselor was like, you should look at this school. And I was like, okay. And I, I met my mom because she was at, at some conference in Santa Cruz. And she was like, well, we're here. Like, why don't we go down and look at Occidental? I was like, okay. I also looked at UCLA and I immediately knew that I would not <laughs> succeed there. I like got on campus and I was immediately overwhelmed. I was like, I will fail here. I will be in my closet and make no new friends. <laughs> because of the size? Yeah, it's so intimidating. That campus is huge. Like, and there were so many people. Like, yeah. I, I knew myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to succeed there. Actually, I talked about this with my coworkers a few days ago. So at my work, we have a lot of UCLA grads. And we were with this alum who was like 20 years older. And she was like, yeah, I heard UCLA has the most applicants like in the whole nation. Like it must be really hard to get in now. And I honestly didn't think it was hard to get in just because it didn't like I just expected to get in because I didn't know anything about UCLA status before applying. I was actually really wanted to go to Stanford because my brother went there. And when I toured it and felt the atmosphere, I just thought it would be for me. And since, again, I was a nerd in high school, I didn't want to go to, like, a party school. And I heard UCLA was this huge party school, (laughs) which is a myth. Anyone applying to UCLA, it's not a huge party school, I swear. When I was applying to colleges, I didn't really care about, like, party culture. I don't really know what I cared about, honestly. I I would say good because Oxy didn't have it. (laughs) Yeah, Oxy was party culture. was dead. There's, like... A funny parody, like the I'm Schmacked mm-hmm. music video oh that went around gosh. for Oxy, and it was like that that song turned down for what? And then just people in the library. Like, <laughs> anyway, so I think for me, I played soccer in high school, and I was like set on like playing in college. 
just because I thought it was a good way to get into college. Like I just thought, mm -hmm. oh, I've played soccer for 10 years of my life. Like let's use it in college. But I didn't want to play D1 because I was like, I'm not good enough for that. So then I was looking at D3 schools and then I was like, oh, Oxy came up on the list for D3. And then I was like, oh, they have good academic ratings. So I was like, oh, if I can play soccer and go to a good school for academics, sounds good. And then lo and behold, I don't make varsity my, <laughs> in high school. So I'm like, soccer's not for me. But I had already kind of like had my heart set on Oxy at that point, even though soccer was not on the table anymore. So I just kind of stuck with it. And then like Mia, there was a girl in our high school that also went to Oxy. So I was like, oh, she's smart and she's good at soccer. Like, Wait, you it can't be that bad. You couldn't play soccer at Oxy if you didn't play varsity in high school? I think it was a morale thing for me. It's like, oh. if I'm not good enough to make varsity here, but also Kat will vouch to this that our high school was like pretty competitive and very political. Like, let the record show I should have made it. <laughs> but um, it was just for me, I was like, if I can't make varsity here, like, I don't really see why I should continue to play. It was because like, you were adopted, wasn't What? Everything's because I'm adopted. But that was why. And then, like, the academics were good. No party life. But you yeah. make friends, like, good relationships like I have with Mia. And that's what college is for. Did you guys tour before you applied? or Because you're in Hawaii. I'm like, are you going to fly all the way to California to look at a school? I did not. I didn't tour any college. I visited my brother at Stanford, uh, like, during spring break, my junior year. And then... We also toured Santa Clara and Berkeley, so that's in the mm -hmm. area. So I actually got, so I got waitlisted for Stanford, and then I got into Berkeley, and my impression was, like, Berkeley is, like, the UC equivalent to Stanford. I should just go there. When I toured the campus, like, Berkeley is known to be in a very, like, liberal area. There's a lot of, there's all this history about the protests that happened on campus, mm -hmm. and it was just too, people were too noisy for me. Like, in Hawaii, everyone's, like, really political, like, politically apathetic, so no one really cares about anything. So I just didn't like that environment. So then I toured UCLA um, after I got in. And then I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I just like, <laughs> I was so very set on like the status. Like yeah. I didn't, from what I heard, I didn't seem like UCLA was like a really good school to me. I, that's a myth also. It's actually a very good school. But <laughs> since I wasn't under the impression there's like, you know, Stanford, Harvard, you know, Yale and all that, I was like, I don't kind of want to go to Berkeley for the name, but I kind of got over that and decided that UCLA was a better fit. Did SoCal play into your decision? Like, what other schools did you apply to? I literally applied to, like, eight SoCal schools, one school in Canada, and then Notre Dame. And that's it. <laughs> that's so what random. Is, yeah. what, Notre Dame. I Notre Dame, I think it's because it's, like, a good school, and I needed to have, like, one school that wasn't in California. I don't know. I just felt like it was, it was like, my college counselor telling me to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where Notre Dame is. Do you guys know where that it's is? It's in Indiana. Okay, yeah, I just know it's cold. So Mia applied to one college. Well, no, I was I was planning on applying to. I had my applications for like twenty colleges. Okay, college. So, wait, no one talks about how expensive college applications yeah, are. Yeah, you have to pay for every like ninety dollars. Stanford's was the most expensive. It was like over a hundred. I was like, and I used to. There's so like it's not just like an application with your name and information and you send in your transcript. It's like long questions like essay long questions about like you and like what you want to do in life and i did that for literally like 20 schools even though you did ed well because the way my school did it was like if you didn't get your ed they wanted everything to be ready already uh, and so i needed to have all my stuff done by december anyway that makes sense but then i got ed and i didn't end up using any of it but yeah i basically had to write essays for every school 
I didn't end up obviously paying the application, but I was ultimately ready to. But um, no, I applied to mostly East Coast schools. Oxy was the only school on the West Coast that I applied to. The other one that I was choosing, I got an EA to Tulane, which is um, early action. So I had choice there, but um, once I did ED, then it was it's game over. <laughs> did you intend to stay in LA post-grad? Like, obviously you were interested in film, but was yeah. that like you knew, like, was the college decision like, oh, LA is in nice weather and I like film, so I know that's where the industry is? Or it was like, I want to go there for school and then maybe get a job after and see where it goes? I had no idea where I wanted to be after college. I didn't even know that I wanted to do film until like I declared sophomore year. Like, I was pretty much an open book in terms of where I was going to end up. You're there for the parties. I was there for the <laughs> non-existent parties. Yeah, turn up in the library. <laughs> you. I, it's just so funny because like, I went to like a like one party in like uh, Long Beach University or Cal, Cal State Long Beach, and like the parties there are like comparing it to an oxy party is like a joke. Like an oxy party would be like people crammed into like dingy houses, like living rooms, like and then you go to like a real like state university party or like a real university party, and it's like a whole nother ball game. Like it's it's crazy. Anyway, I'm off topic, but um. No, I didn't know where I wanted to stay. I feel like that's impossible. Did you know you wanted to stay in California? That's, no. Yeah. There, you don't have the foresight when yeah, you're like you, 18. You don't. You're just trying to get away from home, honestly. I was like, California is kind of as close to home as I can be while still also being away. So that was like my idea for being in LA. I think most people from our high school like end up in California for college. Yeah, definitely the West Coast. Yeah. It's just, it's easy. It yeah, is. People move back after college. If you move back... You better have a plan to move away again or else you're going to get trapped. I've seen people move back home and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to like stay home for like a year or so, mm-hmm. save money. And then three years later, like, so when are you moving to like where you said you're going to move? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still planning it. And I feel like it's very hard, like going back to Hawaii and trying to, you know, find an apartment back on the mainland when you're still in Hawaii. I think a lot of um, the people who left for college stay like us. Like we went to school in SoCal. We stayed in SoCal. Like people that I know did who did go to the East Coast are still on the East Coast. I think it's yeah. pretty common because you start getting used to the city. Like you feel like it has become your home. At least yeah. that's what I felt like by my second or third year at Oxy. I was like, wow, LA is really becoming like my home and I like it. Yeah. It's so interesting because it was so different from my high school. Like, I would say probably, like, 50% of my tiny high school graduation class, like, moved back to New York. In New York, there's so much to do. That's true. (laughs) But I definitely felt like there was a pressure for me to move back home, too. Like, back to New York after I graduated. Um, Just because, like, literally everyone moved back home. Even if they went to school in, like, cities that they Mm -hmm. liked and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, job opportunity, I guess, is just more abundant in New York. When your friends move back home, do you... Did they like move into their own apartment or did they move back into their parents? Most people move back in with their parents. There were a handful that like, I would say just now or like in the past year started getting their own places. But I would say for the first year that they moved back to New York, they live with their parents. And yeah, now I would say probably like half of them have their own places. I don't want to say that I like look down on that. Like, you know, people have their reasons for moving back in with their parents. But personally, I would not be able to do that. Like after I graduated... Even my dad asked me, like, oh, so are you going to, like, move back home? Like, and he meant, like, you know, back into his house. And I was like, no, like, <laughs> why, why would I do that? And I, it's, like, nice. It's comforting. You can definitely save money. You're close to your family. I understand if, like, you move back home to be close to your family again because it is yeah. hard being away. But for me, that seemed like taking a step backward. 
I definitely like living on my own now. Like, I, I would have been fine moving back home, I think, just because... I just think I would be fine moving back home. Your but your dogs are there. Yeah, my dogs. I know my mom's there. And, like, I don't think we would, like, butt heads, really. But I definitely like that I live on my own in L.A. Like, I like that freedom and, like, not feeling like – when I'm home, even, like, I feel like I always need to, like, check in with my mom, like, tell her where I am, what time I'll be home and stuff like that. Whereas here, I don't do any of that, obviously. I have friends who are still, like, in Hawaii. Like, mm-hmm. they're actually still going to school. And just, like, talking to them and knowing how, like, different life is living on my own in L.A. when they still live with their parents and go to school. I'm, like, that's just – we're in such two different places in our lives. It's kind of crazy. I feel like I revert when I go home. I revert back (laughs) to, like, yeah, mom, can I go out and, like, see Kat for a couple hours? Like, can I I borrow the car? (laughs) Like, I definitely revert. So I can't imagine, like, placing my adult self um, in my, like, past community or environment I was, I was actually thinking about that because <laughs> um, I just turned 25 in December and when I went home I was asking my mom for rides places because me and both my brothers share a car so I'm like mom can you drop me off at the mall and I'm like wait I'm 25 <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Like, it's a weird feeling yeah like, this is not acceptable anymore. <laughs> but whenever I would go home for breaks it was just interesting seeing how the population in Hawaii is so different than the population at UCLA. Um, when I was in Hawaii, like, everyone is – even if you're not Asian, you, like, know things about Asian cultures just because it's just such a hodgepodge of, like, cultures. Like, people who aren't Japanese would know, like, when Girls' Day is and, like, traditions like that. So before I went to UCLA, I had never, you know, met an Indian person before. Even, like, Hispanic people, that's not a huge community in Hawaii – um, so it was interesting to kind of get exposed to that diversity. I also learned a lot about like European people just because I always had the stigma like the only type of white person is blonde and blue eyes. And then I met like a brunette and I was like, is she Asian? Like, I can't imagine I, what your experience was like <laughs> when you met a ginger. <laughs> I was like, I actually had so many like misconceptions in my head. And it's just because we grew up around certain things. But I mean, Oxy was super diverse, which I'm like appreciative of um and I also think it just had a large Asian community which I kind of fell in because that's where my comfort was if you really look at Oxy's breakdown like it's still majority white it's like 56 percent white that's because there were a lot of mixed people so they count them as white White? I don't know I made that up but there were a lot of mixed people with Oxy (laughs) I think what what, I, I mean race did play into college my application for college too but I think it's sad, but what did draw me or what made me comfortable with Oxy was that it was still white enough that like it was similar to like what I experienced in high school, but also had like all these little subcultures of like minorities basically where I felt like if I jumped into UCLA, I felt like I would have been overwhelmed by the Asian population because like UCLA is hu- U- like University it- of Caucasians lost in Asians. Exactly. Really? That's what UCLA sounds for. Huh. <laughs> But I just feel like I, I saw the percentage of Asians at UCLA. I forget the exact percentage, but it's the majority. And, like, I feel like Oxy was, like, a safe medium for me where I was like, okay, I could still be around white people, but I could also still, like, dip my toes into these other subcultures. But ultimately, that that ended up not happening or I was obviously closer to Asian people. But it was so interesting because it did play a part, but it was the reverse of you guys where it was like you were looking for – more Asians I guess because it felt more natural for you whereas I was looking for more of a white community with like Asians that I could like 
get to know because I really didn't know anything about my Asian identity. I'll be honest, like going into college, I was like the whitest Asian you've ever met. But that's interesting that Leah, Leah's perception of Oxy is more Asian, even though mm-hmm. the num- hard numbers say mm. otherwise, because same for UCLA. I still thought there were hella white people there. Yeah. Like even though, like if you do look at the number breakdown, maybe it's because more Asians are like just not going out or something. You know, like <laughs> parties is lots of white people but i do think it a lot of it is like who you seek to be friends with like when i was starting like i remember we had like o team which is when you're forced to be in groups and stuff and i was like i always tended to try to be friends with asians and i don't like i don't think i did it consciously but i remember there was like a filipino in my group and i was like friend (laughs) like i felt like there was just something there i mean it's like a psychological thing if someone looks like you you're gonna be more comfortable but then yeah if mia like grew up around white people it makes sense it's true because i was your freshman year you had a lot of like non-asian friends yeah i was actually just looking back at freshman year photos of myself and every photo i was like wow these are some white people that i'm (laughs) friends with like every single one of them is white but do you think when they looked at you they saw they obviously saw you as an asian person but once you start talking to them do you think they were like oh She's like one of us, you know? Because you say, like, you're, like, the whitest Asian you'll meet, but do you think they perceived you as that? I don't know. I feel like, I think maybe subconsciously, no, which is probably why I didn't, like, maintain those friendships was because, like, I do think there's, like, inter-race stereotypes or, like, you're just, like, more, uh, how do I say that? You're more Drawn? drawn to people of your own race, which, I mean pros and cons of that but I think yeah I I was drawn to these white groups of people because that's what my high school was but I don't necessarily they saw they didn't see me that way because they, they didn't grow up with me and so that's probably why those relationships kind of fizzled out and why I started developing relationships with more Asian people because they didn't know my background if that makes sense you know they didn't know that I went to like a all white school but when i first met you i knew you were adopted but we talked about our adoptee radar before <laughs> you knew i was adopted yeah i told you anyone that looks asian has like a whitish last name oh the name and then like the mannerisms yeah. i'm like the name is a adopted. giveaway yeah. yeah the name is giveaway <laughs> yeah it's interesting you mentioned that a lot of your friends um like in your first two years of college were white people because that's that's how i was before i joined an asian sorority in my second year and so in my first year, a lot of my friends who lived in my dorm were white or they were Indian or Hispanic. I have like a very diverse group of friends. Then once I joined an Asian sorority, it was all Asian. And I think that also has really like kind of off track, really changed my perception of the kind of partner I seek. Like I can't see myself like dating anyone other than someone who's Asian because I've just been so surrounded by those people in college. I will, yeah, I will, I will agree with that and say like, my first year at Oxy, I was more attracted to like white men. Like I didn't look at Asian men at all, I would say. Like at parties and stuff or like at social events, like Asian guys weren't even on my radar. I just but again, I think that's like a stems from like my like how I was raised in high school and stuff like that. But obviously that changed because I'm dating someone Asian, but Yeah, but even like in high school, I wasn't like I can only date an Asian person. I think it's because everyone at our high school, whether you're Asian or white or Hapa, we all had the common cultural background. So I think now the reason why it's really hard for me to see myself dating someone who's not Asian is because there's no cultural bond. Like, I actually, I never really thought much about interracial couples. I was like, yeah, that seems like pretty normal. But now that I really think about it, I'm like, that is just so interesting to me. Like, this is super off topic, but how 
you can date someone who like doesn't share any common cultural background with you but I think that's that's why it was easier for like me or Leah to like see an Asian person in our class and be like oh I can talk to them because like there's just like some common thread between us you know you brought up meeting people at parties (laughs) what was partying like because I you obviously said we didn't meet like I mean, we didn't have a lot of parties. I never met someone cool at a party. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would always go to parties with my friends, but, like, I wouldn't talk to other people. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it was, like, I would I'm just, not talking about meeting people. I'm just talking about, like, hooking up with people. <laughs> it's not, like, Let's meeting friends, that. though. I've, I never hooked up in college. I was, like, you No did. way. No, I don't. <laughs> Mia, don't give me those eyes. You did hook up with people in college. Wait, what? We have to define hooking up, though. Is no, it just okay, like- I didn't. So, I, Mia's correct, but what I'm saying <laughs> is not. I didn't meet them at parties. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, I've never like Where, did gone you meet them in class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to study? <laughs> no, I exclusively met them on like apps, which is so dumb. Okay. I know we've talked no, about. No, you've before. also met people. You also met some of them no. in class. They they are in my class, but I only started talking because of an app. That was like apps were my segue into every single type of wow shit. I guess hookup you're right. relationship. Now I'm like back at it. yeah, it's I guess kind you're of right. toxic. Thank God I'm off those. But like, whatever. <laughs> but anyways, I yeah. had like like party culture in college was weird for me because I feel like that is part of college is like kind of exploring hooking up and like your sexuality. And then I never I feel like I never had that, but it's also like. I was pretty reserved, mm. I think, like, against it in my own ways. Um, you had your own experience with those apps. Yeah, but, like, was, I don't know. Mm. I, like, I used to go to frat row a lot in, like, my freshman mm. year. And then after I joined Asian sorority, like, these, this Asian, like, Greek culture is just, like, so different than the IFC frats and, like, uh, sororities that are, like, more nationally lo- known that you, like, see, like, on TV and stuff. Um so, like, Asian frats and, like, Asian sororities had their own parties that were, like, exclusive. Like, you could not enter as an outsider. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You, like, we had a party with, like, a frat, and then it was just, like, our sorority and, like, their frat, and that's it. Um, but I go to, go to frat row a lot, and I guess I never, like, met anyone there, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe we play, play beer pong with some strangers or something, but I think I, like, hooked up with someone, like, once at a frat party, and then that was, like, the extent of my experience on that um <laughs> did you guys ever go to anything that's awful Mia, <laughs> yeah, you said you went to um a, a long beach party but have has anyone else like gone to like a different college campus or a different college like party i did go to usc once they were having like a paintball party paint a paintball party it wasn't paintball it was a paint party sorry paint party so what did you do um honestly i think like you're supposed to wear black no you okay i Is don't it, even know no, i have one have, photo of this highlighter night. party maybe i have one photo of this night and it's just like fluorescent paint on me i don't remember oh. this because i wasn't friends with you freshman year oh uh, freshman year mm-hmm. okay. yeah um it was different it was their greek row that was something i never yeah. experienced because at oxy it's like maybe two parties going on at a night and they're like always hosted by the athletic teams because that's like the greek life at oxy yeah, yeah. um but they're very like on opposite sides of campus or like mm. on off dorm off-campus housing and it's like was it on a friday 
Fridays, Saturdays. I feel like they coordinated the dates. It's like if you knew someone else was having a Friday, then you would go to Saturday. But then when I went, it was like a whole row. And it was just like, yeah. it was like a block party almost. And yeah. I was like, that is quite interesting. Cow, 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 cow's there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I was there too. Yeah, I saw you. Actually, UCLA, um, Frat Row, when I was there, I don't know how it is now, but their parties were always on Thursdays. And what I thought, or what I had heard, is it was on Thursdays because upperclassmen didn't have classes on Fridays. But what I heard recently, which is an, uh, like an excuse I'd never heard, was that they had their parties on Thursdays so high school students wouldn't go to their parties. Mm-hmm. That makes That's sense. Whack. We, but like, were you going to parties in high school? I was not. Wait, I talked about this with my coworker. I think <laughs> the reason we didn't go to parties is because like, people who go to UH just live at home. They're not going to have a party in their apartment. They don't have an apartment. That's savage. But I wasn't going to college parties, but I went to high school parties. You went to high school parties, Leah. Like two. You told me you used to sneak out of your house. I did. Where like were twice. you going? Both two. <laughs> Nancy, if you're listening to this, she never snuck out. <laughs> Mom's not here. <laughs> so would you say parties were like your favorite thing about college? Hell no. <laughs> I think Some people live for that. Don't give me that. The parties at Occidental sucked, though. Then what was like? What about you, Kat? Okay, well, I, I actually think about this a lot. I do miss the Asian Greek life because we just like it was just this own community. Like we weren't just at parties with like random people. We're like at parties with our friends because we formed these relationships with these other fraternities. And for Asian Greek life, you can. You don't just make friends with, like, UCLA frats. You make friends with, like, USC frats, UC Irvine frats, like, everywhere. So I was actually at USC pretty often. I do miss that, but I'm not going to say, like, I want to go to college just to experience those parties again, you know? What was your most favorite thing? I'm trying to think of, like, college? Yeah. Parties was the first thing that you asked about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm asking you now if it's not parties. What is it? The food cat? Okay, UCLA Dining has the number one dining nation. Wait, actually, Kat makes a good point. I miss the, like, the accessibility of food. Like, to go to a dining hall and literally have everything prepared and just select it. That's true. That was, was so awesome. How, how was your dining halls? Because ours it's were, good. like, buffets. Okay, like, it was good go. for, like, the first year. And then I was like, okay, I'm tired but of But everything this. was, like, homemade. Like, it's That's not like true. we had, like, Panda yeah. Express chains. It's like, or, like, we didn't have a row of just fast food it was like everything was actually made in the cafeteria That's and it true. was like they really tried to accommodate all types of dietary restrictions like vegan they did gluten-free like vegetarian and that was cool but there wasn't much variety once you've tried everything is what i'm yeah. trying to say like every they had a pasta every wednesday potatoes every <laughs> thursday like and then they always had like salmon and rice yeah, but, but it, like it didn't ver- there was no variety although yeah. i did love their thanksgiving Oh my god, I went so like So what I'm hearing so is UCLA's is still better. <laughs> well, you had a buffet. Yeah. Ours could, wasn't buffet. We had like four dining halls and one was Asian themed and then there's oh, that's like two cool. like American themed and then we had Bee Plate which is like like healthy and like vegan and like it was Weren't good. you telling yeah, me you like better. you were talking to someone just because he could swipe you a meal once? Yeah, so... Hmm, <laughs> you I had was, swipes for... you To enter, you paid you for swipe. a swipe. Mm-hmm. That was, like, your meal plan? But like, then, it wasn't based on the food. Yeah, so it was kind of a rip-off. Like, if you swipe mm-hmm. for, you know, coffee and a bagel versus mm-hmm. swipe to get into a buffet... Got it. Um, it's, like, kind of a rip-off, so that's why you have to go to the dining halls, but... I think I would have over-eaten. Over-eaten? Eaten. Oh, yeah, that's why everyone at UCLA... <laughs> yeah, once everyone. you move to the apartments in your second or third year, you lose so much weight because you stop eating because you don't know how to cook. 
<laughs> yeah, freshman 15 is real. I didn't even do it. Mine was like young adult 15. <laughs> oh. You didn't gain weight your first year? No, I did not. None? None. I think it's because I played rugby. Rugby was a big part of my oh. college career. And so, like, being yeah. active, I what was like, you, I What made you want to join the rugby team? Well, since I wasn't playing soccer, <laughs> because I wasn't good enough. You didn't even try out. You could have tried out. I you played have. club soccer. I did play club soccer. Anyways, I just, like, by the second year, sorry, by the second week in, there's so much free time in college. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what to do. And all I had known was exercise. Like, soccer had taken up my free time for, like, all of high school and middle school. So I was like, let's play a sport. And then Oxy only had club rugby or club frisbee. And my perception of frisbee was like cross country with a disc, and I was like, I don't "Dude, like I, you that. know I did frisbee. I'm it, right here. I did it for one year. No, two. Anyways, it's cross country <laughs> with a disc. So I was like, let's try rugby. It's like a mix of football and soccer. Everyone says. So I was like, I know soccer, don't know football. And then, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't. I think it did shape my career a lot. I love the rugby team and like the family it provided for me because I think it's like cat. You found yourself in Greek life and like that community. I found myself with, like, the rugby team, and it just made me feel like a home in college. Do you still talk to a lot of your teammates now? Three of them, I'd say. We're not... A lot of them moved away. So it's, like, kind of distant friendships, but I would say that there are a couple people that I played with from freshman year to senior year, and, like, we're really good friends. It's funny, though. It's, like... Because I joined rugby, too, for the first week. And, like, it's funny that we probably were there at the same time, but we didn't know each other. Yeah. And I quickly dropped it. But I know. You didn't like it. It's funny to think about if I had stayed with it, like, how our friendship would be different if, like, we had met in rugby versus the way that we did meet. Because, (laughs) yeah. Rugby had some, like... <clears throat> rugby had some great people. It's a stigma. It, but no, no, no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just <laughs> saying some of the rugby girls when I joined were a little weird. They are weird. But it's, just, they're was, just like intimidate. No, no, no. Like the, the, the veterans, <laughs> hey. I guess. Like the older people on the team. Like the captain stuff. Like some of them just, they were very like in your face, loud. And like. They were. It, it was intimidating as a freshman to just be like all of a sudden like yelled at by like. A scary looking woman. Yeah. But um the the people like when you were on it and team captain and stuff, I really liked your rugby team. Did you have a like a club or group that you're part of for most of <laughs> Why do you laugh? That was so rude. Wow, were you in like some weird No, I joined Ultimate Frisbee, but I only joined junior year or sophomore. I don't remember. Soph- so sophomore only for one year. Yeah, only yeah. Um I really liked Ultimate Frisbee. I guess if I had one regret about college was that I didn't do enough. I didn't put myself out there enough for, like, on-campus activities or on-campus groups. Like, I wish I had actually stuck with something because I feel like I didn't have that community that you both had with, like, your team or your uh, sorority. I kind of was just, like, a floater. I had, like, pockets of friends Mm -hmm. from, like, different groups, but I didn't have, like, a team, I would say. Like, for that one year Frisbee, and that was really fun, but then the team went downhill. Yeah, I guess that's one regret I had. Like, I wish I had been more involved in, like, school activities. I think part of it, though, is that you did have a boyfriend early on in college career, your college career, so the fact that he would come visit you every weekend, it's like, that does take a good chunk of the time you would have had to yourself, and so that makes, it makes sense. That you've, like, felt that way. Or even, but not even, like, a group. Like, I feel like I, like you said, you have a lot of spare time, and it's true. I wish I had been working or, like, Mm -hmm. filling that time with something, like, more productive. 
that makes sense because I feel like I just had my classes and stuff um, and then I got like a job senior year but even before that you have so much downtime that like, a team helps or a sorority helps or a job helps and I definitely didn't have that so I would say that'd be my advice to college cat is to take advantage of the resources on campus mm-hmm, like yeah. whether it be extracurriculars or like like literally anything that the school has to offer like activities or special events I feel like while I did join a sorority and I did I did a few clubs my first year I did colleges against cancer I did relay for life um I did some volunteering I kind of wish I did more of that um just because I'm the type of person who doesn't like to like as an adult if you want to do something you have to go out there and find a way to do it so if I wanted to volunteer or something I have to literally go research it like join a group or go to shelter or something whereas in college they they do everything for you they're Mm -hmm. like you want to volunteer just join this club we do everything for you so I kind of wish I did more of that in college yeah it's kind of ironic because my first two years of college I would say were like perfect I was so carefree I loved everything that I was doing basically I had a work-study job I had my rugby team I felt like my time was very well allocated and I enjoyed everything I was doing and then by the second two years I was a ball of stress about like jobs internships and everything and I feel like I would have told myself in the last two years to enjoy college more because I don't know I felt like it was just unnecessary and I didn't really like as Kat said take advantage of all the resources that were there because I was just like in my room like freaking out about my future (laughs) I think The other thing about the college resources is they do have resources to help you find a career or a job. And I think I didn't use that as much either. Like, I definitely should have done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely didn't use, like, any college resources. (laughs) You got your first job through an Oxy alum. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. But I don't mean, like, I mean, like, actual on-campus resources. I know they had all those workshops, like, resume. Those were lame, though. Yeah, but I didn't do any of them, so I didn't know if they were lame. Yeah. Did you do one? Yes, I did, actually. It was, like, it's hard to listen. Yeah, it's, like, how to make your profile, your LinkedIn profile, or, like, here's a headshot day. And, like, those were helpful, but at the end of the day, it's kind of hard when they, like, don't really know your skill set. And they can just tell you, like, how to kind of market it, but then it's really hard to get, like, specific advice on, like, this is what I know, and, like, these are the classes I take. Like, how is that? relatable to a career i wish that i talked to more of my professors because if any of you listening are trying to go to grad school that is so important like Mm. the teacher recommendations Mm -hmm. i really wanted to go to grad school but well first reason i didn't go is because it's expensive (laughs) but the other reason when i was looking at the apps i would just get so stressed out that you needed like two recommend two or three recommendations and i was like i never talked to my professors Mm -hmm, ever so i wish i did that and i wish i talked to more professors about how they you know how they got to where they are now like why they're doing what they're doing because um one of my professors was is like a counselor or like a therapist and i really wish i talked to her more about how she became a therapist Mm -hmm. i also felt like i always did well in class and like professors knew me as like doing well but i never had that step further and like getting to know them because i had also considered grad school applying to grad school and then thinking about people who like know me as a person outside of just my grades they, I couldn't think of one person that's so funny because I spent so much time with my professors because I'd have to go to office hours because I didn't <laughs> understand the material I think I went to office hours for every single one of my professors and I was like can you just like teach me the- yeah, <laughs> teach me. yeah it was good I mean I guess I didn't realize the 
how positive it was. But I, I feel like I did have good relationships with my professors, but I was not applying to grad school. I just really needed extra help. <laughs> Wait, so you did take advantage of one thing, office hours. Office hours. That's actually something that a lot of UCLA professors are like, yeah, no one visits me during office hours. Like, please come visit me. I'm so lonely. Because <laughs> they're me. forced to be there for like two hours, you know? I was always running to office hours. I had a really cute philosophy TA who was like, oh, please come visit me during office hours. Like, I'll buy you coffee. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. But I couldn't do it. I wasn't, I was in my freshman year and I didn't have that confidence. I thought of one thing that I really liked about college, which isn't really about college, but college gave me the opportunity to study abroad. And mm. I would say like my study abroad was definitely a highlight of college because again, like I said at the beginning, like I don't like learning in the classroom environment. And so study abroad really offered me the ability to travel and like learn about different cultures and countries by being there and living there and um, I don't know, just more interactions with the people there. But um, yeah, I, I really I love actually, studying abroad. I didn't study abroad and I kind of regret it. Like I think it was the right choice for me at the moment when the time comes. I don't think I was ready to go abroad, but in hindsight, now I'm like, I should have just done it because when else do you get an all yeah. expenses kind of included no, um, it's not all expenses sorry right? not all expenses <laughs> no, like, you're paying for college yeah and, like, you're paying for your yeah. organizer yeah. for you it's organized like it's yeah. structured everything it's, it's true you really don't have to lift a finger too much compared to now and like living in a new completely foreign place and so I don't know sometimes I do regret not studying abroad I studied abroad too for um a quarter in like the summer so five months and I actually got FOMO when I saw all my friends, like, doing things without me back at UCLA. But, yeah, I got over that because I was like, I'm in Japan, so (laughs) you guys should be jealous of me. I remember you would, like, FaceTime me when you were, like, on spring break, and I was like, or winter break. I don't know, you went to San Diego without me, and I was like, Wait, where did you study abroad? Uh, Czech Republic, Prague, Europe. Um, Which was great because I was in basically the middle of Europe, I... I probably only spent like one weekend in the Czech Republic and then every other weekend I was traveling because it's so cheap to all these different countries. I think I ended up going to like 17 countries. You did. You went a lot. Which is, again, like Leah said, I'd never have the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. Kind of expenses paid. Obviously, I was paying for my transportation, but I could come back and, you know, have the week to do classes, which were kind of a joke abroad. But Yeah, that's (laughs) the other thing. Studying abroad is so easy to get A's. It's like like my best semester. (laughs) It was funny. Me and uh, I went studied abroad actually with a friend from UCLA. And we took, we were in like Japanese like level four. I think there were nine levels. And our class was such a joke. Like the homework was like write two sentences with the vocabulary. I was like, she would literally, we get to class 10 minutes before it started. She would just do homework like in those 10 minutes before (laughs) class started. Oh my God. Yeah, it was so easy. But it was really fun. Um, but that means your passport is, like, full of, like... Well, I thought so, too. I was really excited about that. But apparently, I didn't know this, but, like, there's a bunch of these countries, European countries, that are in this... I'm going to butcher the name, but it's, like, some region. And you don't get passport stamps from going oh. to country to countries. It was whenever I left this region. So I got one, for like, when I went to, like, Ireland and stuff like that. I would get it. But any other time I traveled to, like like anywhere else like Amsterdam or something like that I wouldn't get a stamp which is unfortunate but it, it wasn't a deal breaker for me <laughs> I wasn't like I'm not gonna go there <laughs> but um no yeah I love studying abroad I would say if you have the opportunity and the means to and the financial means to um yeah I think everyone should have the opportunity to live abroad 
Okay, I, I've had enough study abroad FOMO since I didn't do it. <laughs> but, I mean, to tie it back to what you said earlier, since you weren't super gung-ho about college, Mia, do you think it was worth it overall, like, the past, or your four years? It's a mix, because do I think it was financially worth it? Like, I feel like I could have done so much more with the money that, with tuition money, basically. I feel like that, if I hadn't gone to college and I had been able to use that tuition money for something else. But you didn't know what it would be, so that... Well, traveling, or like... (laughs) (laughs) That's true, though. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I would say it was worth it, but I wouldn't say... It's not the same amount of worth it that I'm sure you two would... Um, say it was worth it. Like, I'm grateful for the people I met and for the position it put me to have a college degree, but college is way too expensive, and I don't think it was necessarily worth the price, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think since I was very fortunate to not have to take out loans for college or pay for it myself, I don't really have, like, a a great understanding of, you know, how much of a financial burden it was, but I do think that I could have gone to a different college with a scholarship and had about the same experience and learned Mm. the same thing. So I do think college is worth it, but maybe the college I went to for that price, not super worth it. (laughs) But I do think having that experience away from home Mm -hmm. and being on your own and, you know, just learning about yourself and learning how to manage your time and your stress is very important. Yeah, I think if I were to say... The years where I felt like I've grown the most and like learned about myself the most, they were definitely in college. So for me, it is worth it. And like on the flip side, I do have student loans. I had to work my way through college, kind of like I had a work study. So I wasn't like super strapped for cash, but it's kind of just like part of the aid they give you. It's like, here's your work study. It's like only $3,000 and like you're expected to, for anything you earn, you're supposed to, you're expected to save it and throw it towards like your student loans but of course no one does that you're making seven dollars an hour like I'm spending that on boba (laughs) but um (laughs) so I do have student loans and right now because I was able to get a job after college it like doesn't seem too much of a burden but I know that if I were struggling to make student loan payments that I would probably have a different perception of like the financial worth I think it's also Like, I think if I was in your situation, I had to, like, pay for college myself or manage my own money to be able to go to college. I think I'd find it more worth it just because I have that, like, drive to, like, go to class and, like, really Mm -hmm. make it worth its money. Because I feel like whenever I see people who are, like, younger than me that I knew at UCLA who are complaining about school and, like, I don't want to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. I know all these people have their parents paying for their college. I'm like, you're not really appreciating Mm -hmm. how much they're paying for you to get this, like, you know, number one education, like, in the UC system. So I feel like maybe paying for yourself has given it more value as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely don't skip class because we calculated how much. One, one semester I calculated how much each class costs. While you were skipping class? I never bed. skipped class. <laughs> I've never skipped class. I would Me go too. to class and then I would maybe doze off in class. But I was present in <laughs> class. But I just sometimes slept. <laughs> but no, if you calculate how much your classes are worth and you are going to for your college, just it's it's a lot of money to skip mm-hmm. a class. So if you're going to go, if you're going to make someone or if you're going to pay that much money, just like go and make your money's worth. And like <laughs> even like not including the price, like just know that you're very fortunate to go to college. Like 
I know it's a pretty common thing, like, mm-hmm. maybe among your friends or among your high school to go to college, but you think about, like, other countries out there, mm-hmm. some women aren't even allowed to go to college. Like, they're not even allowed the opportunity. So mm-hmm. I think if you have the opportunity to go to college, you should take advantage of it. At least try it, you know, mm-hmm. maybe for a year or so Yeah. before you drop out mm-hmm. and then become the self-made billionaire. I was going to say, you can be successful not going to college, yeah. too. But at least, yeah, if you have the opportunity, you should give it a try. You should try, yeah. So I think college is ultimately what you make of it. Obviously, you can be successful without going to college, but if you have the opportunity to, we encourage you to because I think we grew a lot during our college experiences, although they were very different. Hopefully, yeah, we can one day do a follow-up on college because I feel like there's still a ton more to say about the ins and outs of college. Mm-hmm. It's not just It's hard to wrap up in one episode. But uh, yeah, I think I got a lot of insight into both of you, how you enjoyed college and didn't enjoy college and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up there. And uh, thanks for tuning in for our comeback for season two. And we'll be back next week with another episode. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at yappyhour.podcast. And uh, make sure to leave us any DMs or questions or future episode ideas. Yeah, um, yeah drop us a like. Stay in school. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.